and you have to believe that you can get through anything because life, like we were saying, will throw you curveballs that you won't expect and you'll feel like you're in your darkest moments, but you have to be able to pull yourself out of that because you have to keep going because you are strong, you're worthy, you're important, and you can do all the things that you set your mind to if you believe in yourself. And I'm on the roll. And welcome to this week's episode of The Wow, the podcast that will help you navigate your way through the world of adulthood and the uncontrollable forces of womanhood. I'm Georgina Beasley, your host, and in today's episode, I speak with confidence coach Brooke Lindsay about how we can unleash our true, authentic, confident selves from within. If you enjoy today's episode, Please remember to subscribe or click follow, leave a review if you're listening on Apple and share it with your friends. If you haven't already, make sure you come and join our community on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore. Hi Brooke, thank you so much for joining us on the Wow Podcast today. I'm very excited to have you. I'm so excited to be chatting with you today. Thank you for having me on. The first question I ask all my guests is, could you please share a little bit about yourself and your journey into becoming a confidence coach? Absolutely. So hi, my name is Brooke and I'm a confidence coach and a body positive advocate. I live here in Melbourne, uh, Australia. So we finally come out of lockdown, which is great. And I guess my journey to becoming a confidence coach is somewhat of a long one. But when I think back to my younger years and um, growing up, I was quite a confident person. And I feel like I used to coach my friends and my sister and in particular, one of my friends um, a lot on just standing up for herself and Mm. Um, being more confident, like from a young age, I can remember this, like primary school, like he used to say, you need to be more confident, like stand up for yourself, you know, to the bullies and whatever else. And I used to do that with a lot of people growing up. And I feel like I started quite confident at a young age, but I feel like as we go through life and we go through different experiences, our confidence really ebbs and flows. And for me, I always wanted to be an actress growing up. I loved movies and And I was told to get into the industry, I should get into modeling. And so growing up, um, I thought, okay, I'm going to become a model. So I entered this modeling competition in my hometown. So I'm from a country town called Mildura. And I actually... Yes, I know where Mildura is. Yes. Yeah. Have you been there? I have actually. Very nice. On the Murray. Yes. Yeah. I've recently went home and it's a beautiful little spot, but I always knew... I was going to move to Melbourne, the big city, but Mm. um, I entered a modeling competition in Mudra and I actually, to my surprise, won. Um, And when I won that competition, they talked a lot about, you know, this person's won because she's curvy and she's, you know, diverse and all that kind of stuff. So I thought that's great. But then they took me backstage and they told me you're going to need to lose weight before you go to the finals. Um, You're too curvy, like your hips are too big. And as, what was I, maybe 16 at the time, it really took a massive hit at my confidence. Um, And from that, I actually, because we had like a whole year, they're like, you've won a a gym membership, it's fine. You can lose the weight before finals. 
And oh my God. Yeah. So everything they said completely contradicted, you know, what they had said why I'd won. But I thought, okay, I really, like, I really want this. So for the next year or so, um, I was just, I was actually, I was in year 11 or 12. So it was stressful anyway. So I was really stressed. I was going to the gym 24 seven and I actually developed an eating disorder. So I was sort of navigating school, um, trying to lose weight, which I'd never really done before. I felt like I'd always been quite a confident person. Um, and just navigating all that was really, really tricky. Um, anyway, I ended up not winning the competition when we went to Sydney. But when I moved to Melbourne, I was still wanting to pursue modelling and whatever that avenue looked like. I was really passionate and creative, so I wanted to pursue that. So I was actually signed with one of the biggest um, modelling agencies here in Australia. And it was the same situation that I would need to lose weight. And so I always thought, okay, before I go in, before I go to this shoot, I need to lose weight. And it was just that mindset of never feeling good enough. And it wasn't until I was signed with Bella, which is an agency here in Melbourne, uh, for curvier girls that I found this whole industry as well as community online on social media of women who were accepting of all their flaws in their bodies and not just accepting of like really loved who they were from their bodies and their perceived flaws that society tells us of flaws and not only did they accept them but they loved them and they showed them and so I started posting more body positive pictures and I started to notice that people were really and while it was really scary for me to do that people were really accepting and appreciative of that and so my whole mission um, of wanting to become this model and be flawless and perfect change from needing to lose the weight and be someone I wasn't to going back to feeling confident in who I was and not needing to change that so that was a massive shift for me and uh, some Instagram posts turned into a podcast, turned into a coaching business and turned into really just this mission to going back to my roots of just wanting to help women find their confidence, build upon that and really amplify their voices so that we can feel heard in this world. Mm, I think that's so important and I really admire the work that you do, Brooke. I think it's wonderful. But this is something why that I'm so excited to talk to you today because I think whether it be about our body image or just that we're not confident to back ourselves and our personality or just love all the quirky traits that we have as humans, I think as women we are our biggest self-critic ever Mm -hmm. and we seem to be really hard on ourselves but at the end of the day I think all these amazing different traits about us whether it be you know you're a size 18 or a size 8 whether it be you know you love science and nerding out or you know you love a glass of wine and watching comedy on Netflix, like every, yeah, exactly. I mean, all these different things that make us who we are are so important to embrace. And it's so important to just be confident about who we are. And although it's as easy as just saying that, I think putting it into actions, action can actually often be a lot harder than, than what it, yeah, than, than just saying like, be confident. Mm. So that's why I'm really excited to go through your tips and advice on um, gearing up confidence within ourselves. So to dive straight in, 
why do you believe that women struggle so much with confidence? Yeah, I think you put it perfectly with all the things you were just saying. You know, we want to be confident. We want to believe in ourselves. But I think as women in particular, we really struggle with a sense of everything needs to be, all our ducks need to be in a row before we can try and go for something. Or we we feel like we need to have everything perfect and there's this sense of perfectionism before we will even try something. Um, and I think that's where this real divide between men's confidence and women's confidence comes in. Because, for example, if we're going for a job and there's this job advertised, it, there's actually stats that show that men will be underqualified and will go for the job, whereas women who might be overqualified won't even apply because they feel like they need to tick every single box. And even if they do tick every single box, they'll feel like one of their ticks needs to be bigger before they can even try. So I think this whole struggle with confidence comes from wanting everything to be perfect. And once we can get past that sense of perfectionism, and I, I believe me, I know because I was in that place where I was like, no, I can't try, or this opportunity would come up and I would think, no, I can't do that until I've achieved this. Um, that really holds us back. And what causes lack of a lack of confidence? Like, is there, is it perfectionism or is it just being too hard on ourselves? Like, what do you believe that comes from? I think there's a lot of different things that can really hold us back from feeling confident, um, whether it stems from, you know, our childhood, our upbringing, um, cultural differences. There's so many elements that play a role in our sense of self-worth and our, our confidence. For me, when I talk to a lot of my clients in this day and age, I feel like it's the messages that we're constantly fed by the media, especially for the younger generation that are constantly fed these messages of the fact that women are lacking and we are not good enough until we fix these perceived problems. And of course, all these companies that are feeding us these messages have a solution for all these problems conveniently. So they're going to tell you that, you know, your lashes aren't long enough and thick enough so that they can sell you this mascara. They're going to tell you that, you know, you're not good enough so that they can sell you something. So I think this feeling of low self-esteem or not good enough is because this device that we carry around in our pocket, like our phones 24 seven are telling us that we're not good enough. But if you buy this product and spend your money on this, we can fix it for you. So I think it's becoming aware of those messages and turning them around so that they can benefit you. Do you think Instagram plays a big part on this? Because I'm curious to hear your thoughts on this. But I know for me, like some of the people I follow, I just look at them and Instagram is a performative tool. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's the highlights reel to everyone's lives. But sometimes you just look at people and go, how the fuck do you fit in so much in your day? Like, do you know what I mean? Like, how are you getting up and going to yoga and, you know, you've got the nice active wear set and all of that kind of stuff and then you're having the perfect brunch and then you're doing this, that and the rest and I just go like, you know, I roll out of bed, I don't look great, I brush my hair, I wash my face, I put on my old gym gear that I've had for five years but it's comfortable as hell so you roll with it, you know, and it's just like how am I meant to compete even though it's not a competition but you constantly feel like, you're never going to get there to what you're looking up to. So do you find that Instagram does have a big effect on this? Oh, for sure. And and like you say, it's that comparison. But the thing is you're comparing 
your everyday life to someone's, like you said, their highlight reel. And they're going to post, you know, their good days where they've got all their shit together and they know what they're doing and they're feeling good and they're posting it. But you don't see the days that, you know, they're having a down day and, you know, maybe they've slept in until 9.30 or 10 or midday or whatever it is. They're not going to show, you know, their acne or, you know, all these things that they're not confident about, um, which we are seeing more of people sharing and opening up more. But the things that are really going to affect how you feel when it comes to Instagram and what you see on there is what you show um, and how you use Instagram as a tool. Because for me, when I was super insecure and feeling like I needed to, um, you know, change who I was and all of that kind of stuff to be someone else or whatever the case may be, it was because I was seeing certain things on my feed. I was following people who made me feel bad because I was trying to achieve what they had instead of following people and accounts that made me feel good so that it boosted my self-worth and my self-esteem. And I felt good. And I thought if they can do it, I can do it too. And this sense of building each other up rather than comparing ourselves to someone who, you know, does not make us feel good. So I feel like Instagram is what you make it. Social media is what you make it. Like when I started unfollowing accounts that made me feel like shit and started following women and accounts that made me feel good and empowered and uplifted is where I really notice a huge shift in my own self-confidence. And I've noticed that with a lot of the women that I work with as well. So who would you recommend following? I mean, for all of us out there that are looking for better content, better people to engage with online and to inspire us, who who are some of the people that you like to follow? For sure. So it depends on your interests. For me, it's confidence, it's self-worth, it's seeing women who are showing the realness, the rawness. Um, I've just had uh, a woman on my podcast, um, Amber, and she's uh, Amber from Non-Airbrush Me. She has a lot of Non-Airbrush Me accounts. Um, But if you follow at Non-Airbrush Me, she posts so many accounts of so many different women who are putting forward their raw, real, authentic, non-edited selves when it comes to how they look, but also their thoughts and the shit that they go through every day and the fact that no one's perfect Um, And the fact that we all struggle as women. And I think it's that sense of community that makes you feel like you belong and that you're not alone in this thing that we call life and trying to navigate, you know, careers and being a mom and, you know, all these, you know, our ambitions, whatever it is that we want to do. So definitely go and follow Amber from Non-Airbrushed Me because she posts so many different accounts of lots of different women who are sort of in the space that I'm in. Um, and so you'll find so many women and so many women doing this amazing inner work as well as just sharing their real, raw, authentic selves. Mm, I love that. So where does confidence come from and how can we find it? I think a lot of women do believe that you're either born with it or you're not. And I like to break that stereotype because Well, I feel like growing up, I was quite confident. Like I've had, we all go through times in our life where we're confident, we're more confident, we're less confident. And for me, confidence is a muscle that you can strengthen. It's something that you can work on. And when it comes to confidence, like I always used to think, oh, I'm confident. Like, you know, I put on my favorite dress or like jeans that make me feel good, a lippy, and I feel confident. And that's like physical confidence. But 
as I've gotten older and, you know, I can, I'm like edging towards 30 now, I realize that confidence is really a mindset trait. It's something that you need to strengthen from within. And for me, confidence is all about your mindset, all about your inner dialogue. Like, what do you tell yourself? What are, what are the internal conversations that you're having with yourself? If you're struggling with your body confidence, are you in the change rooms telling yourself that you're not worthy, you're not good enough, like that you're not sexy, all these things that of course that of course are going to bring your confidence levels down? Or are you in that change room telling yourself that you're a queen, that like your curves are sexy, that you love yourself, that you're worthy, that you're good enough, that you're good enough to go for that job, that you're good enough to do that speaking gig or, you know, go on the podcast, go on the wow podcast and like, wow, all these amazing listeners. Like what are you telling yourself is so, so important. So I think confidence definitely comes from within. It's not easy. Um, I think people just think, oh, confidence, I just want to have it. Like you have to go to some real deep, dark places to challenge, maybe challenge your upbringing, challenge what you were taught growing up, challenge, you know, all the things that we've learned from the media and society, challenge those thoughts and really dig deep in, you know, some really dark places that you might not want to go. But confidence isn't always easy. It's about working on it every single day. And like, I'm confident right now. I feel like a confident person, but in 10, 20 years time, I can't wait until I'm like 40. Cause I feel like I'm going to be the most confident like person out there because I'm working towards that every single day. Today's episode is brought to you by Ameldo, the home of really fun accessories. Run by a one-woman force, Emily, she created Ameldo as a way to bring a burst of colour and personality into everyday outfits. Her handcrafted earrings are absolutely gorgeous, as well as affordable. Her most recent collection, titled Blooms, are a beautiful collection of spring-inspired earrings designed to bring a pop of colour and fun into your outfit. Today, Emily has kindly given all WOW podcast listeners 15% off Ameldo with the code THEWOWPODCAST. So head to www.ameldo.com, that's Ameldo, E-M-E-L-D-O, to get 15% off a gorgeous pair of earrings with the code THEWOWPODCAST and know that you'll be supporting a fantastic Australian small business. I have a couple of listener questions for you. So first up, Heather has sent in, how can I be more confident when raising difficult topics with people as I've always been a people pleaser? Oh, that is a great question, Heather. I feel (laughs) like so many women can relate to wanting to please others, right? I feel like even just growing up as like a young girl, it's kind of just like you're taught to you know, just kind of be quiet and like demure and just like really go with the flow and make others happy so that they feel good around you. And while I agree, it is so good to help others and to be generous and giving and caring and empathetic. That's a really important part of life. It's also important for yourself and to work on your own self-acceptance, your own self-love and making yourself happy first before others because if you're not happy you're not doing anyone else any favors and so my advice if you're struggling with someone in your life whether it's colleagues friends family whoever it may be and they're used to hearing yes from you 
you need to start taking the time to really think about what your goals are, what your values are and what you want from life so that you can start to make educated decisions on whether or not saying yes to that person on whatever it is, is going to make you happy. And so my advice would be if they come to you with, hey, can you do me this favor or do you want to go out and do this? And you think, I don't know, or the answer is no, just give yourself the opportunity to have time to think about what you want. So don't commit to anything straight away. Let them know that you'll check your schedule or that you'll speak to someone else about it first so that you can then come back to them with Mm -hmm. an educated decision that makes you happy um, and you're not just saying yes to make them happy because your happiness is just as important. The second question is from Amber. Amber wants to know, instead of fake it till you make it, how do we truly become confident in ourselves and our abilities? Oh, great question, Amber. And I would say to Amber, and like I hear this a lot with, in particular, a lot of my clients who have just, they're coming to me and they're saying, you know, when I ask about becoming more confident, a lot of people say, just fake it till you make it and then just leave it at that. And I feel like when you put it like that, it can seem really negative. Like, I don't want to fake it. I don't want to be not myself. Like, that's that's not authentic to me. But when you put it in a way that fake it till you make it is really about putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and maybe faking it a little bit because you're not completely comfortable with that because you've never done it before. But if you don't try it, you will never become confident in that. And so in that sense, you do want to fake it a little bit until you make it because you're trying new things. And for me, like, you know, I'd never been on a podcast or I'd never done speaking gigs until I did it, until I said yes to that opportunity. And if you're telling yourself, oh, I've never done that before. I'm not confident. I'm not going to fake it. Like, that's just not me. Well, then you're never going to know. Like, you're never going to know if you can do that or not because you're not trying. So in that sense, I would just say it's all about the mindset of women. We think that our abilities are not good enough. We always think, oh, I need to do this first. I need to, you know, do this course or finish finish university or get this degree or whatever it may be. I need to do that first before I can try this because that's not me yet. But you're never going to get to that next level if you don't try. So Try saying yes to things, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone so that you don't have to fake it because you've done it 10 or 20 times and you are actually confident in that arena, whatever it is that you want to go for in life. So you don't necessarily need to fake it, but just try, try new things, put yourself out of your comfort zone until you do become more confident. And for me, you know, when I say yes to things, sometimes I'm like, oh, I feel really sick. Like I have butterflies. I'm so nervous. I can't do it. But you have to channel that and think to yourself and tell yourself, no, Brooke, you're not, or, you know, no, Amber, you're not nervous. You're not faking it. You're excited. You're excited for this new opportunity, which maybe you haven't done before. You haven't tried before, but you have to do it to get to that next level of confidence. And that's, what life is all about. It's about learning new things and growing and trying new things in life. So that's my answer, my long-winded answer to that. No, that's a goodie as well. So then moving forward, what are your top tips to feeling confident? Yeah, for me, look, when I work with my clients and we're talking about building upon confidence, 
first of all, you have to decide that you want to be confident and you need to understand that you can be if you put in the work. So my top tips would be to decide that you want to become confident and decide that you are worth putting in all the effort and time that it's going to take to get there. Um, Mm. And so that's the first step. I think another tip would be outlining all of your achievements that you have already accomplished in your life because I feel like we're always looking forward at what we want from life, what we want to achieve, but to feel confident enough to get there, you have to outline and realise all the things that you've already done in your life, like, you know, all the things that you've achieved, like be really celebrate those things because they're the things that are going to make you feel more confident to keep going, to keep achieving. The things that you've achieved are the reasons that you can be confident about those things. Exactly, exactly yeah. right. So you need to outline outline those things that, so that you do feel confident. And then moving on from there, my next tip would be to really get to know yourself. Not who society tells you you should be, not who your partner or your family tells you you should be. Like, who are you at your core? What are your core values? What do you really believe in? This is something I established early with my clients is what are your core values? Like what's really important to you? Because then moving forward, it's easier for you to make decisions confidently if you know who you are and you know what your goals are, you know what you're working towards. So really get to know you and who you are and setting goals and what you want to achieve. And it also makes you feel more productive because you know what you're working towards. Um, So yeah, that would be some of my top tips. Again, like finding a hobby as well, something that you enjoy, like something that makes you feel good and confident and the mindset things, putting yourself outside of your comfort zone and trying new things. These are the things that are going to make us feel like we can take on the world because we've done it before or because, you know, we believe in ourselves, like building upon that is really important. I really liked what you were talking about when you said really mm-hmm. getting to know yourself because I think that's something that, like like you said, we're so busy. We're yeah. so busy doing everything that we barely give time for ourselves and self-reflection. So what does that look like? Yeah, it's all of those things and more. It's taking care of yourself. It's self-care essentially. And when people think of self-care, I think they think of like a face mask and a bubble bath and it's truly so much more than that. It is taking the time for yourself and whatever that looks like for you, you know, for me, when I thought of um, getting to know myself and, you know, people saying you should journal, you should write things down. I was like, I'm not a journaler. Like I'm not writing dear diary and like writing all this shit down. But I started off by, you know, doing some yoga, which was like movement for me. It was moving my body and feeling into that and really thinking about what do I want from life? Like really taking the time to, work on me like going for a walk and thinking about like not listening to music but thinking about who I am what do I want from life what's important to me like just taking that you know an hour a day or half an hour a day just to really focus on you and whatever that looks like for you journaling is great like I have created a worksheet to help people who struggle with journaling because I know that I struggled with it um And it's more of like a workbook around thinking about all of these things, like asking the questions, like, what are my values? What do I want from life? What are my strengths? What are my weaknesses? Like, what do I want to work towards? Um, And then I always have like a journal beside my bed as well, because I feel like late at night, I come up with all these ideas and like things and 
thoughts. So journaling all of that out so that it's not in your head. Because I feel like when we have all of these things going on and we have, you know, like shopping lists and all these things that are up in our head, Christmas lists, like all these things, mostly for other people, you need to get all of that out and onto paper um, so that you can clear up space for you and your thoughts and what you want from life. I think something that really gets us struggling with our confidence, I know me personally, is that self-doubt. You know, how do you change that? How do you flick that switch off and stop the negative self-talk that's going on in your mind? I feel like you don't really do anything. I feel like it comes with time that that you're going to start having those thoughts where they're more neutral and less negative. Because I feel like at the start in particular and throughout life, just in general, we're always going to have negative thoughts. And half the time it's like a flight or fight response where like we're thinking about all the things that can go wrong because we want to protect ourselves. We don't want to look like an idiot. We don't want to be an outcast. And so all of these thoughts come into our head, but it's what you do with them that really matters. Um, and that's one of the trainings that I work with my clients on is realizing when they're happening. Cause half the time you don't even know that they're happening. It's just like a subconscious thing. And you're just like, why am I so stressed? And it's because of all these thoughts that you're having. And so the first thing is realizing when they're happening so that you can start to, like you said, neutralize them. Or I think the best thing to do is replace them with more positive thoughts and affirmations. And so coming up with certain affirmations that feel really genuine for you. Um, And for me, it's, you know, instead of saying I'm really nervous, I say I'm really excited for this opportunity. And so it's just replacing, you know, I'm really nervous or I hate this or I can't or I don't want to or and it's replacing it with more positive things like I can do this. I've, you know, I haven't done it before, but what's the worst that can happen? Like I'm just really excited that's why I have butterflies, you know, it's just replacing it with the more positive things because what our brain is going to do, it's going to give us excuses so that we don't have to do the thing, right? Because it's scary. We've never done it before. It's outside of our comfort zone and our mind and our body is telling us like, don't do this. Like you're going to fail. And so you need to challenge that and be like, Hey, like other people have done, done it before me. I'm not going to die. Nothing bad and terrible is going to happen. And if it does, I can I can go home and move on with my life. Like it's not the worst thing in the world. So it's just about realizing when those thoughts are happening, reframing them, having affirmations in place so that, you know, when they do come up, you have like that response of, no, I, I can do this and you have validation. And again, when it comes to validation, for women, I want to bring this up because I feel like women, as women, we always feel like we need validation, right? Mm, put, absolutely. Oh, it, it And it holds us back like we don't even realize. And believe me, I know because I feel like in my relationship, I've been with my partner now for I think seven years since I was like 18. And wow. yeah, and I was always seeking his validation and it's because I had a lot of respect for him and his opinions but all it did was hinder my own like hindered myself because I wasn't making decisions for myself I wasn't asking myself what do I want what makes me happy what are my values what are my goals because because you're doing whatever they want so that you get the validation exactly wow exactly and so you are you know whether that's you know, for you or for like the people listening, 
It might be your parents that you're trying to validate. It might be society. It might be it might be your partner, it might be your best friend that you're trying to make happy and make proud of you and you're searching for that validation. And when we do that as women, we're not being genuine to ourselves because we're trying mm. to impress others and we're not trying to figure out who we are and what we want and what our goals are because they're very, like my goals are very different from, you know, some like even some of my best friends. Um, and while I have like similar values to my partner, like I don't need his validation necessarily. Like I love his opinion, but I can respectfully say, hey, no, like that's not my vibe. That's not what I was going for or whatever. And when I get dressed and we're going out, I don't need his validation to say, you look amazing. Like, of course, it's nice when he's like, yes, queen, you look amazing. And I'm like, thank you, honey. I know. You know <laughs> it's about validating yourself. So when that self-doubt or that fear creeps in, you don't need someone else to come in and validate you because there's not always going to be someone who will do that for you. So you need to learn to do that for yourself. I want to know, at some point in our lives, we're going to do something that we think we're confident in doing. So whether that be, you know, me recording this podcast, I'm at a space where I feel confident doing it. But one day I'm probably going to make a huge fuck up. Like there's probably going to be a blender where it's embarrassing and I embarrass myself and something goes wrong. And when that happens, how do we build back the confidence? I think it's about acknowledging when those things happen and being like, shit, like I looked like the biggest fool, like I made a mistake, I did something wrong. And whether it's good or bad, you learn from that. Like no one ever learns from succeeding in life. Like, yes, you celebrate your successes and it's amazing. You feel great, but you don't learn anything from that. It's really when you fall down and then you get back up and you do it all over again and you get back up on the horse is when you learn. So whenever, you know, if you, and I'm sure you will stuff up, you know, with a podcast or a guest or say the wrong thing or do whatever, but as long as you're like, hey, shit, like it looks like a dickhead, but at least I learned from that experience and you get up and you keep going and you try again. It's just like, oh my God, literally this is on my desk right now. It says fall down seven times get up eight that is so funny but it is this is a little affirmation card that Brooke's showing me that she's picked up from her desk yes I got these for my birthday from my aunties and they know me so well I have these little affirmation cards and I like pick one every day and it's so funny you say that because today's is fall seven times stand up eight and it's so true is that you are going to fall down and have life experiences and things that want to knock you down in life and keep you down and it's really your self-confidence that will be like, no, you know what? I learned from that. It was embarrassing, whatever, but you keep going. And that's what life is about. It's about learning. It's about growing. And it's about picking yourself back up and believing in yourself. Cause girl, you got this, like you're so much stronger than anything that can push you down. Oh, I love that. We're, we're coming to the end and I almost don't want it to finish, but my last couple of questions is, Brooke, can you recommend three reasons why it's important to be confident within ourselves? Oh, my God. There are so many reasons at the end of the day, but I would just say the biggest reason is for yourself because you could lose everyone in your life, but if you have yourself and you believe in yourself that will get you through it. And you have to believe that you can get through anything because life, like we were saying, will throw you curveballs that you won't expect. 
and you feel like you're in your darkest moments, but you have to be able to pull yourself out of that because you have to keep going because you are strong, you're worthy, you're important, and you can do all the things that you set your mind to if you believe in yourself. And like we said, it's not easy. It's going to be difficult, but work towards that every single day. And I'll give you three reasons because self-confidence one makes you feel sexy, makes you feel attractive, makes you feel like you can walk into a room and take on anything. So that's one reason because you feel sexy and yes, girl, we all want to feel amazing. Another reason is if you have a dream, like you might want to start your own business or you might have this amazing job that you really, really want. And if you have the self-confidence to walk into that room and be like, I deserve this job. Listen, these are all the things that I'm capable of. These are my strengths. These are my weaknesses, but I'm willing to work on them because I'm so right for this job and I'm going to do an amazing job. You're going to get the job. So that's another reason. Um, and I don't know, it just helps you make the right decisions for you in your life. I guess I guess that's number three is just... It sounds like clarity. It just brings clarity to your choices. For sure. Like we are saying, like if you know who you are, you know what your goals are, what you're working towards, you have clarity in your life to say yes or to say no to certain opportunities and you're able to make the best decisions for you and what's best for you in your life. And then that just helps everyone else around you as well. So I feel like those are the main reasons. And do you have a quote or motto that you live by when it comes to living confidently? Definitely my biggest one that I use all the time with all my clients is that confidence, you're not born with confidence. It's a muscle that you can strengthen just like you go to the gym and you work on your muscles to get stronger, you know, stronger back muscles or leg muscles or whatever. Confidence is a muscle. It's something that you can work on. So if you truly want to be more confident and want to walk into a room and be able to talk to people or stand up on stage and present something, you can. Lastly, Brooke, could you tell us a little bit about your business and podcast as well as how we can follow you? So you can find me on my website, which is bybrooklindsay.com. And then all my socials like Instagram is at bybrooklindsay. Facebook is bybrooklindsay. The Modeling Confidence Podcast. So pretty much um, you can find me anywhere with that. But yeah, I work with women one-on-one to really help them establish what they want from life. Like we said, the core values and all of that. So I have a free workbook um, if you want to give it to your listeners Um, which is the self-love workbook. And if you're wondering like how to get started in self-love and learning to love and accept yourself and building upon your confidence, it's really a great place to start. Like I said, it's kind of like a journaling workbook. So it really helps you think about those key things that are going to get you started on your journey. I'm going to pop the links to that in the show notes along with all the links to Brooke's website and socials so you can go check her out and follow her and the podcast. Um, But thank you, Brooke, so much. I really enjoyed today's conversation. I feel like it was very eye-opening and I learned a lot of different perspectives around confidence that I hadn't really thought about before. So thank you so much for coming on and chatting to us. I loved it. Oh, you are so welcome. It is honestly what I live for. I've loved chatting to you, Georgina. Thank you so much for having me on. Thank you. 
Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of The Wow. If you enjoyed my conversation with Brooke, then I recommend scrolling back through and maybe taking a listen to my conversations with Vanessa Lowe about the power of resilience, as well as Shivani Gopal about knowing your worth. I release new episodes every Tuesday, so make sure you subscribe and tune in next week. Otherwise, you can come follow us on Instagram at thewowpodcast underscore for more updates. Lastly, a friendly reminder that the information shared in this podcast is general advice only and does not take into account your personal situation or needs. Where appropriate, please consult a health practitioner first. Thanks, guys. Have a lovely week. And I'm on the road,